Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, here with my co-host, Laurel Boyven. Thank you for joining us as we dive into how doing your inner work, or the beautiful work, is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. Our hope is to inspire you to explore who you are, who you want to become, and what you want to do with this one precious life. Because when you change, the world changes. And when you do your inner work or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Welcome back to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, Laurel and Laurel. We are um, ready to do a little deep dive uh, session with you out there today. I hope you're ready for this. But also, it's going to be light and joyful. What do you think, Laurel? Can we do both at the same time? (laughs) Absolutely. And let's add fun to that, too. Definitely fun. Definitely fun. I love our weekly conversations, Laurel. I just want to say that before we get started, because I I just look forward to it all the time. How about you? I do, too. And um, really, my favorite thing about our conversations and our recordings is that we're together. We have a topic in mind. We don't really know where our conversation is going to go. And I know we've talked about this together, creating the experience for our listeners that they're just sitting around the kitchen table with us. Yes. Right? Yes. I know. And that's I love what yeah. I love. I know. And I love it when um, we have feedback from our listeners, friends out there, and they tell us that's exactly how they feel. So I feel like we've accomplished our mission. Mm. I know recently we talked about bringing tea, you know, and having tea together, just like we're sitting around having tea. So I have my morning tea with me. All right, let's talk about what our topic is today and why we have so much fun and why we never know where it's going to go. And it really relates to our topic, which is living from the heart. And that is what we consider revolutionary work here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. Mm-hmm. We come on the show and we really, right before we start recording, we take time to tune in and we are tuning in to get centered in our heart, deep into our beingness, and allow ourselves to really speak from a heartfelt place. And that ultimately, I guess, is really the essence of living from the heart, isn't it, Laurel? It really is. And preparing yourself to do that, I think it's so yes. important, you know, where we we come together and we take that time. You know, if imagine if we entered into the world, the outside world, outside of our home, um, with that intention in mind, you know, when you maybe when you're going to the grocery store, how can you sit for a minute before you get out of the car and really settle into your heart? Yeah, I remember one time. Um, and when I was still living in Massachusetts, and I forget who said this to me, but somebody said to me once, if you really take the time, and when you're talking to somebody, even if it's just going through the drive through getting coffee or whatever, and you really look into their eyes, and you pause, and you say something, and see if you can catch their eye, and really look into their eye and smile, that the whole interaction will feel different, and you'll notice the feeling of it. And I feel like that's that's um, one of the ways, right? If we think about what, what are the different ways that we can be more heart-centered, live from a heart, more heart-centered place, there are little techniques that we can use. So we've already mentioned two. One is, right, really like tuning grounding. in first, yeah. getting grounded in your heart. And another one is really connecting with people 
feeling like you really have their full attention and looking into somebody's eyes, if it's not a cultural, you know, mishap, which I know it is in some cultures, you're not supposed to do that. But in our culture here in the Western world, generally, that's accepted. And it is a way to really, I think it slows us all down than the quickly hurrying, hurrying, hurrying through every interaction that we have and allows us to feel, actually feel something when we're together. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned the cultural differences because even here in our culture where it is widely accepted, there are people that maybe, you know, have some discomfort with being looked at right in the eye or they're willing to receive that, but they really can't do that in return. So just being mindful of what other ways, I mean, looking someone in in the eye is important. Um, If, you know, I'll say there are, I'm going to say, again, maybe neurodivergent reasons why someone can't receive that. But maybe it's a touch of a hand. Maybe it's a smile, right? Right. I mean, even I have found, you know, being out and about, when you open the door for someone Mm -hmm. and hold it open for someone else to go before you, it is a connection that is so deep um, yeah. in an instant, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, it, you know, so let's let's just think about um, our topic today and why it's so important and dig into that a little bit. Because I think about a lot, you know, and especially when I'm, I'm moving around in the world um, and just watching people coming and going and how people in general... Um, seem very tired, um, harried, you know, hurried. Um, so a lot of times I feel people's overwhelmed when I'm near them. And so this idea of switching out of the mode of constantly doing, doing more, hurrying through our life, and instead slowing down a little bit, getting centered in our heart, and really being more fully present in a full body way is. Um, is really life changing and in 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 a in a life quality kind of way in our moment to moment quality right of experience yeah it is it really is yeah yeah do you have um any certain ways that you know for you that um, you connect heart to heart with people that happens kind of inadvertently you know almost. Um, not necessarily with conscious effort, but it happens, and you then you recognize it. It happens a lot, I'm going to say yeah. to me, right? Yeah. That, you know, sometimes the connection really quickly is so real mm-hmm. that I wonder how does that happen, right? Yeah. But I do think that the more that you are able to, to connect with your own heart allows you then to connect with other people yeah. in a different way. And yeah. so, you know, I think. As we do the inner work, you know, I should not be surprised and our listeners should not be uh, surprised if, you know, you're doing the inner work and then your connections end up being more heartfelt, right? And, you know, it's not always easy because as you say, you can feel other people's, you know, whether it's their anxiety or tension or whatever that emotion is that they're bringing, you know, sometimes when you lead the heartfelt life, your heart is open. So you're going to experience all of, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly, right? Right, right. And I'm glad you, you know, circled back to to this idea of, um, you know, I think our inner work, this beautiful work is our preparatory work 
to be able to uh, live in a more open-hearted way and connecting more at a heart level because oftentimes we shy away from that. I know for me early on, it was hard for me to live from a heart-based place when I had so much sadness in my heart because oftentimes that would be where I'd end up rather than feeling the strength of my heart or the steadiness or the joy or the the um the comfort that can come from my heart i often got connected with my sadness and so i shied away from that and i think that you know for me it was a very it was it was revolutionary to get to that point after doing some years of therapy where i didn't feel like sadness was my default position and so i could live from a much more open hearted uh place and feel like i i could um show up and not uh maybe be debbie downer yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, right. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing that happens when, you know, maybe when we're feeling sadness or whatever feeling that we're not comfortable with, then we shy away not just from the feeling, but from the people who I'm going to say we're closest to that we can allow that feeling, whether we're doing it consciously or no. or subconsciously where we can allow that feeling, that emotion to be, to be shown, to be shared. And sometimes, I mean, I know I have a tendency to do this when I am at a low point, I pull away from people and the people that know me best know that's a clear indication that something's going on. And so doing that inner work, like you were saying, you know, you really have to be comfortable with the, the uncomfortableness, right? You have to be, willing to show up knowing that you may be bringing an emotion that is just uncomfortable that is discomfort um that is unfamiliar you may be bringing that emotion with you um but how can you still connect with people you know in a heartfelt way or or live from the heart where that emotion is simply one of many emotions that you're capable of living yeah. And this is a great example too, to use as some, again, some more strategy around how to um, maybe shift into feeling a little more comfortable um, with heart-based talk and heart-based living. And so when we are in a space and we're around someone and we know that they're having a hard time, right? Or if they've withdrawn, you know, how can we just go and offer um, an opportunity for them to be heard, to be listened to, to even acknowledge it seems like you're not yourself or it seems like you're having a, having a hard you know, moment. Is there anything I can do to help you? I think because we have been a culture of, um, let's say, uh, maybe emotionally weak people for, for quite a long time, and um, now we're strengthening that, that we've shied away from um, and just, just encountering, like, like going in, right? Like, that's one of the things I think I've learned as a coach and a counselor, right, is how to go in and just ask somebody about the difficult moment, right? Tell me about what's going on for you. Do you want to talk about what's happening with you right now? You seem a little down, you seem whatever, and give them the opportunity and the space to talk about it. Sometimes, even if it's not the, the time or the space to talk about it, just being asked, can make us feel a little bit better. And then maybe we can even be rise to the occasion, be present for that, put aside whatever is difficult if we don't want to talk about it. But just to feel like we've been acknowledged 
in, yeah. in, you know, in our discomfort can, can be a comfort for us. Yes, it really can be. I experienced that this, um, with this fall with a friend, um, who I haven't known that long, but we were sitting across the table from each other and I was sharing something I didn't think was going to be as emotional as it was, but some emotion came up as I was telling her this story or experience of mine. And um, she just reached out and, you know, touched my arm. She was sitting across the table and she didn't say a word. She just looked, mm-hmm. looked me in the eye, you know, touched my wrist. Mm-hmm. And I knew in that moment that it was safe for me to feel whatever I was feeling. She wasn't asking more. She wasn't asking why. She wasn't trying to comfort me and telling me it was okay. She just was there present with me. And I can say it was really profound. It taught me, you know, even in the times that I may be uncomfortable asking someone to open up more, you know, deeply um, or, or because I worry so much about other people, I wonder if I ask that, you know, what, how will they react to it? If maybe they're not comfortable opening up further, maybe they don't know why the emotion is coming up. There's no cognitive explanation for it. Right. Right, Um, right. And so it taught me, I don't have to speak in order to let them feel seen and heard. I just have to be there. Right. Right. And really the, that, that idea of how do we, how do we, um, how do we how do we show how do we show people that we are there right fully and so one of the ways is just what you described which is we're not used to this but just not you know not being in our heads thinking about other things while somebody else is talking absolutely really being present right and listening fully and acknowledging even on the, in the subtle ways, you know, that I see you, I hear you, right? By a nod yes. of the head, maybe a little touch, maybe just a, a um, you know, a reassuring shrug, right? It's, it's the idea of, I, I'm, I'm here, I'm getting you, I'm receiving you. And, yes. um, and that is a gift. That's one of the biggest it, gifts that we can give in this world today. It's so incredible. And, um, you know, when I think about my work as a coach, your work as a coach, you know, I tell people my work is about creating a safe space for people to really feel into their heart's desires, right? What is it they want? What is it they want to change? And, you know, there's so many ways to create that safe space. Um, And sometimes we don't think about the importance of doing that in in our own life, right? You know, how I'm going to bring it back to, to ourselves. You know, as we do our inner work, as we do this beautiful work, how can we create a safe space for ourselves to do that work, right? right. And then how can we begin to teach others to create a safe space for us? Mm -hmm. Um, And how can we create a safe space for other people? Yes. With all from the heart, like you said, without the cognitive, without overthinking it, without having to use too many words Mm. um, to bring it to life. Yes, yes. And it takes practice. So, you know, one of the ways that we can begin practicing out there, everybody, is just to 
you know, if you need to put it in your calendar as a reminder, uh, you know, we've talked before about, you know, having like a little stone that says, listen, or, um, you know, uh, a, a little a something in your pocket to remind you that that's what you're going to do today, that you're going to, that you're going to practice being present to other people, practice being a good listener. Um, you know, one of the things that that's really hard for many people is just to be in the quiet together. And so even having a partner that you say, look, I just want to practice sitting each other in each other's company. Maybe we'll have tea or we'll have coffee and we'll just sit quietly together. And we'll look around, maybe we'll be outside, we'll just watch the birds or watch the trees or whatever, and drink our coffee and not have to talk and just practice being quiet together and being okay with the quiet. Because sometimes in a culture where, you know, everybody wants to get the last word in, we don't really know how to be quiet together and acknowledge that we're just here and it can be simple. We've made it so complicated. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you were talking about the the stone in your pocket, the the one that came to me, and I don't own this, but I think I'm going to go find it, find one, mm-hmm. is just be. Yeah. Like, how can we just be? And then you brought that right to, you know, to being in the conversation about sitting quietly, sitting in silence. Yeah. Um, yeah. How can we just be without having to do something to to create yeah. that experience? Yeah. Yeah. I want to just before we wrap up, Laurel, is think, talk a little bit about um, uh, speaking into our own truth. And this one is um, really important. And I think it may be a little subtle, maybe a little more nuanced, but let's see what we can do with it, because I do think it's important um, that we that we talk a little bit into this, especially today, where we have a lot of people that are talking about what's the truth, what's the truth, what's the truth. And the truth as a, from a heartfelt place is, I think, a little different than, let's say, the truth of the law. And I think that um, the truth of the law uh, is kind of where we've gotten really caught up as, as the way that we define truth. And so uh, the truth of the heart is really uh, tuning inwardly to yourself and being able to, as best you can, share what your experience is in your heart and what you feel like you know and you understand from a very heart-based place. And so it's more of a personal truth. Although oftentimes when we get really deep into our own truth and we live a very spiritual life, we we encounter the bigger truths, right? The, the more the more lofty truths of being a human and living in the world today. So um, uh, the reason I really want to talk about that and have your have you speak into that a little bit too, Laurel, is because uh, I think when we talk about this revolutionary aspect of living from the heart, this really isn't about you know, getting on social media and spouting off the truth of the law as you understand it or whatever. That's not really what we're talking about today. (laughs) We're talking about how can you compassionately, gently, kindly focus into yourself and speak from from the heart in something that you are experiencing personally within, right? Yeah. And I, I really do love this topic. You know, I describe it as internal versus external right so mm-hmm. am i speaking about an external truth right. i mean and let's face it you know there's there is 
there's a connection between external and internal. But if I can really live from what I know to be true, and I do this practice, and this is a homework assignment with many of my clients, what do you know to be true about yourself? And when you begin to be able to live in that truth, you always, you know, I'm going to say it strengthens your foundation, your self-concept. You show up in integrity when you are living from what you know to be true about yourself. And this list is regardless of external circumstances, right? Right, right. Beautiful. And so, and and I often, I what I think is so powerful about this journaling exercise, or or a list it could be as simple as a list of of characteristics or attributes or you know, um, yeah, descriptors, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's so powerful about it is that you always have that with you, and yeah. it becomes your filter for how you manage the external truths that are either. Um, consistent or in flow with your internal truth or in conflict Mm, right yes yes i love that i love that it helps us um i love that uh uh in so many ways it helps us get clearer about um what we value and what's important to us and then hopefully how identifying how we want to spend the precious time that we have, you know, here on earth. Right. Um, and if we're not happy in life, oftentimes going through that exercise and then looking at how you're spending your time and seeing if they're misaligned, sometimes that's, that's the obvious aha moment of wait a minute, Mm -hmm. I'm not living day to day in alignment with who I really feel like I am inside. And how can I begin to, you know, make movement to realign and create an alignment there that feels um, like it makes me feel more alive and awake, happy, excited to get up. From yeah. The days. yeah. 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 Oh, oh yeah. Go ahead, Laurel. Let's, I was just going to say so many yeah. times we know something is off and we don't know what, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, and so by going through this, what I know to be true about myself and, and what, when I do this exercise for myself, um, it really is I feel into it. It's not the thoughts of, oh, I'm good at this. That's right. it really is much deeper into um the three brains, you know, the intuition and the heart and yeah. and the head. Trying to yeah. not let this be just a list that you've created from your head. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I love that you um, brought it back there to Laurel, because I feel like, um, you know, when you talk about, as we think about, you know, what is the beautiful work, when we feel like something's off and we can't identify what it is, this is a great, usually a great indicator that we are living more from the mind or from the shoulds or from like a culturally conditioned place. And when something feels off and we can't identify it, the solution is always to come back internally and really get into that heart space and start to uh, acknowledge what's happening in there and follow the trail. It might, it might take a while to get clear because oftentimes, you know, there's blocks there and um, conditioning that needs to get broken down to really get into the deeper truth of what's happening, you know, within us that, that maybe wants to emerge and come forward. Yeah. Yeah. so worth the work, right? It is. Wow, Laurel, this was great. And it really um, teed us up for our next show, which I'm super excited about. 
which is going to be showing up fully. So let's come back real soon and uh, dig into that topic. Okay. Yes. Looking forward to it. Me too. Have a great week, everybody out there. We'll see you next week on Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. Bye for now. We're glad you're with us on this journey. If you're ready to dive deeper into the beautiful work, join us in our private Facebook group where we continue the conversation and support one another in our inner work. Did you know that we're both life coaches? It would be an honor to work with you. When you're ready to dig into your own beautiful work, you'll find our contact information in the show notes. Thanks for being with us here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. As you do your beautiful work, know that we're here for you. Are there topics that you'd like to explore? Send us an email. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. We're glad you're with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us.